You're checking out the Nifty Q Show. All right, good morning. Good evening, good night. Welcome into the Nifty Q Show. We're interviewing founders, leaders, and builders in the Web3 and NFT space. Today, I'm sitting with Bradley Miles, co-founder of the Roll Platform. We'll be chatting on the future of social tokens, how they differ from NFTs, the ownership versus consumption economy, and much more. And we were reminiscing already before I pressed live, so I think we didn't want to wait, make the people wait any longer, though. Uh, Bradley, how are you doing today? Doing fantastic, live from from New York City. Uh, how about you? Live from New York. That's the first time. It's not Saturday night though, so we can, we can't go all the way with that. Hey guys, we are gonna have ourselves a great conversation on social tokens. Thank you so much for for tuning in, whether that be on Twitter, YouTube, or all the podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcast, all the good stuff. Thank you guys so much for supporting the channel uh, for a long time and and. Part of this conversation is going to be a thank you to Bradley as well for supporting the channel and the network for so long via uh, their social token platform and the distribution and the creation and, and a lot of the curation of what the lads token uh, is and, and will become has a lot to do with you guys. So I don't want to get too heady too too quick, uh, but I just want to say thank you uh, for, for supporting us for as long as you have. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Awesome, man. All right, let's let's keep it light just to start off with. You you told me you're traveling. What's what's going on in your life now? Uh, you're you're headed over to. Did you say Singapore? Yeah. Uh, so we did a fundraise recently, and uh, a lot of our investors are in Asia. I've only met them in uh, Telegram and Discord and different sorts of things. But uh, yeah, there's an event called Token 2049, and uh, yeah, just just giving a talk there. So booked the flight right before the call um should be should be fun awesome man well have you been to asia before i, I like i said I, i'm not familiar with the area i am going to germany here within the next couple of weeks but go ahead no i haven't yeah so just gonna uh quick quick uh quick layover in seoul and then yeah right right to Singapore. i've never been to either all right. Well, we'll have to have a follow up convo, and and you let me know the places that you hit. But uh, yeah, it should be it should be a good time here. Uh, we have about an hour that we will be with each other. We have a lot to squeeze in. I took a lot from one of your recent interviews as well, Bradley. You, you have a great way of tying in. I think traditional Web two uh, consumption and Web two, I guess, media practices and how this will look in Web three. Uh, but I did want to get to one of the best quotes of of that podcast, and it, and you, you, it said, "What you guys are doing at Roll is is basically a mix between a Chipotle and a central bank." Please, please <laughs> break that down for me, uh, and then we will kind of be off and running. Yeah. So for all the nerds out there, like in the entire history of money, uh, up until a few years ago, people have never been able to create their own money. Um, the entities that usually create money are referred to as as central banks and adjust what we understand as the monetary policy and monetary system. Um, Roll is sort of a solution um, at an economic geek level um, that allows you to have your own monetary system, your own token, tweak it um, in ways that are very similar to going to Chipotle and ordering, um, you know, double guacamole or, uh, you know, double carnitas and, uh, you know, half uh, carne asada. And so, you know, we live in this world uh, where 
you know, we're probably at about, you know, 10,000 folks globally, maybe, uh, you know, in terms of people and communities uh, that have that have created their own tokens. So it's um, kind of early YouTube territory. Um, and there's just going to be some massive plays. I mean, imagine how many people are going to be doing this um, by 2030. Um, so we're all we're all early settlers in, a, in this land. Yeah, I want to get into kind of the Web2 uh, media companies and what entities are potentially, you know, going to be doing this at, at a high level and in a large scale here in the next coming years. You guys seem to be wanting to plant your flag early, obviously, in, in this creator economy, of course, that I think will exist lar- like obviously in a more mass adopted scale, obviously. But uh, give me a little bit of background on on yourself as far as like, were you working in that media industry? The, the, like, what was your work experience before you actually got yourself into crypto and founding role and getting yourself involved in the creator economy now? Yeah, I was a bit of an investor before. So worked at um, um, kind of a boring growth stage investor fund that um, early investors in Seamless, I think that was the big thing um but um yeah um really was just super into economics uh got into bitcoin um what research at a company called coindesk uh in like 2015 was like the fifth person there um they were like figure out this thing called ethereum and i'm kind of still in that room figuring out ethereum um you know it keeps evolving and uh i just have a company now that's the difference but I've just been literally fascinated by Ethereum since that assignment in like 2016. Um, wrote a book along the way that uh, a lot of folks read um, called Break into VC. So it's one of the top like five books people uh, will read if they want to like get into venture capital. So um, great read as well. Audio is a bit low. Let me fix that. I, I turned you up here on my side as well. So, uh, a, a quick, uh, quick elevator pitch on how I become a VC. How do you become a VC? In a, in- <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you, you really got to differentiate yourself. Like there, uh, I had an opportunity to um, basically like become a crypto VC uh, or like start a company. It was way too interested in being a builder. Um, but you, you have to be known as like, oh, you're the, you know, that's Q, the drone guy or the, you just got to really differentiate yourself uh, in like one specific category. Um, and then you have to really market that. Um, and that's a, that's a great way to know the difference. You have to know how to value companies um, at a growth level as well as, you know, just kind of thinking through what things can be worth um, at an early stage. And that that's the basic premise. And then just go hard on back in the day it was medium uh, now it's more so podcasts, Twitter, things mm. like that. Try to put together massive research reports. When I was at CoinDesk, I put together the state of blockchain report, like a hundred page report on everything you could imagine about blockchain. <laughs> and so if you're doing that for like drones, you know, retail, like someone's going to notice and you'll have an awesome resume. You don't need to go to Stanford or something like that. Interesting. So you said that you went the product route, which is kind of the timeline I want to jump into. It's it's founding role, right? Like in that interview that you just had as well, you were mentioning that you guys founded role before I believe the invention of Uniswap or the 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 launch of Uniswap version one as a protocol. And in that time, there's been so many different things. We've seen like multiple different kind of ups and downs, right? DeFi summer, NFT 
Lollapalooza, essentially, like whatever you want to freaking call the NFT adoption cycle that just happened. Now we're kind of sitting in that bear market. So what have you learned in general in that time? I know we're going to like, you know, dive deep into a lot of those, those different timeline points, but just in general, it's been two years since we kind of had you on the first time. Yeah. So we're in hyperspace. We're going to continue to just experience, you know, um, massive condensed, you know, booms and busts. Um, you're going to see new categories appear. Um, you're going to see, you know, lots of bigger players come in. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not going to stop. We all know and consider this the next version of the internet. Um, so everything you guys have read about or saw movies about or were there, you know, throughout the 90s, like we're, we're living the 90s of, of um, the traditional internet right now. You see massive companies succeed, fail, new concepts are going to appear, and it's going to blend into whatever comes next. So it's another thing like, uh, crypto and blockchain um, aren't the end. It, they're just the next piece of, of what's happening. And that's even more exciting. So as far as social tokens and NFTs are concerned, I, th- I think, you know, me and you both have the understanding that these can work together uh, synergistically. They don't necessarily have to be competitive assets in, in a sense when it comes to creating a, a you know, a community and, and then monetizing that community. So how do you view that relationship, right? Because you guys found it again, the social token concept almost uh, before NFTs even essentially existed at scale at the scale we see it today. So how do you view that relationship being most of the people listening to this are familiar with NFTs, but maybe not social tokens? Yeah. So um, before, like I said, I I love NFTs. I hold punks. I I like, uh, I I just seen my avatar to a punk last week and um, you know, pretty, pretty excited about everything NFTs and, you know, friends with a lot of the founders from back in the day that have, you know, now gone on to do some really great things. Um, so NFTs are going to be around for the rest of the century, at least. It's a new way of understanding media and data, and that's not going to stop. Um, I think when it comes to community, um, there's a more fungible representation of that that needs to exist, not just for governance, um, but also just um, as a ubiquitous thing. Think of the phrase like um, uh, token of gratitude or, 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 or sort of these, these types of things. And so um, what social tokens do is kind of render real these things. So if I want to say thanks to Q for putting me on this show, I could, you know, maybe send him 10 lads or something like this. Um, and I could send him 10 lads because we both understand um, the value system there. And these lads or any social token derive their value from their sameness. If I were to give Q uh, 10 different NFTs, I'm sure you would appreciate that as well. Um, but it would be a much different offering. It'd be the equivalent of giving him 10 different pairs of Jordans or um, 10 different you know, um, different different types of collectible albums. And so there needs to be a moneyness. There needs to be like a sameness uh, in community. And what's exciting there is, um, you know, money's kind of boring. Um, so upgrading it and putting it into these systems, doing stuff that Roll's about to do, like just throwing this stuff on Twitter, Discord, like whatever metaverse is, like whatever happens next. Um, that's kind of the boring, you know, Carnegie Steel style stuff. Mm. 
Um, but the fun stuff is going to happen on top of that. Think of like when Stripe just started, it was just plugging in, uh, plug in payments into different applications. And all of a sudden now you have the gig economy, like that stuff makes DoorDash possible. Um, creator economy as well. Those, those platforms don't need to think about payments. And so we want to hypothesize this world. What, what does it look like if no one has to think about the creation of tokens or, or kind of build that? What kind of, what does the world look like? How does it change when, you know, every, every platform has, you know, millions of creators and folks can just create tokens and send them really easily. Um, yeah. And so that, that's just a quick breakdown. I think social tokens, community, NFTs, everything else, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, data, um, all the things you're seeing now, probably identity. Yeah, I, I want to get into all these use cases as well. Guys, I'm sitting here with Bradley Miles, co-founder of the Parole platform. Uh, Bradley, the one thing I will say, notifications on Discord are coming through, I oh. think, my my volume. So that oh, might be sorry. something you, you want to... Th that might just be something you want to mute so that we don't have any audio issues uh, on the podcast recording. If you can mute those, that would be that would be great. I don't know if you can. But uh, the, the next piece that I kind of want to get into, it, when, you, when you go into founding this, and we're going to touch on, you know, again, the relationship between nfts and social tokens but what is the relationship of social tokens to some other asset that maybe existed before web3 right like i i posted in the the question bank there isas have always been kind of an example is that something you use as an analogy to explain social tokens are they completely new primitive that just never existed before blockchain in, in web3 yeah, so one of my favorite interviews is with uh, Tyler Cowen and Vitalik. So Tyler Cowen's an economist. Um, it's one of two colleges, I forget, but he's a great podcast. And um, it's kind of like Vitalik kind of not dumbing down, but just, just kind of like speaking about Ethereum in, in, in specific ways. And he talks about the most interesting use cases on Ethereum being things that are are uniquely possible on Ethereum. It's impossible to do it you know, without a blockchain, without the philosophy of blockchains or, or anything like that. And so I'd put social tokens in that category. Um, when you think like, really our thesis is like, this is community as a digital asset. So like, you know, if, if we're big YouTubers, we're thinking of community as a channel. If we're big on Twitch, we're thinking of community as a stream. And so people are representing that community, maybe in, you know, maybe in ways like the number of followers or, you know, the number of subscribers. Um, but again, that philosophy of ownership, you can't own your relationship with your subscribers really outside of the platform. Social tokens are just this, this glue, you know, this value layer that can really wrap around everything and, and, and give you that level of ownership. So it's not like an alien concept that is like coming here. Um, it's really just, you know, this, this natural evolution and, um, you know, once it fully pops, it's, it's hard to imagine people going back to, uh, you know, um, other, other models when, you know, I could, I could pay for dinner in labs. It, it does feel like we're in that kind of staging area though, right? Like I think you mentioned in that interview, web 2.5 is kind of where we're at at this moment. So I do want to jump back into that timeline from the time that you founded Roll to now, how has the explanation of social tokens 
to people that maybe don't know about Web3, don't know about blockchain, and then people within the ecosystem? Like, how has your attempt to explain and onboard these people into social, social tokens changed? Yeah. Uh, so one of my favorite books is by uh, Carlotta Perez. Uh, she's a Latin American economist. It's called uh, Technological Revolutions. Um, basically, you know, breaks down technology into a few phases. The first phase being like the installation phase. This is like what happens. So, you know, we're still in that we're still in that installation phase. And then after it comes like this, this big production investment phase. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I I think that, and obviously I'm biased, and uh, but I think that um, this will be the biggest consumer moment in Web3. I think that because the personal computer uh, was the biggest moment um, in the early digital age. Uh, personal Personalized video uh, was the biggest moment in social media and still is. Um, personal currency uh, feels like it, it's going to be the biggest thing um, from a consumer point of view. And so that's changed a little bit I, 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 in the way I describe it, just really linking this back to what people know and understand and the realization that, you know, you already think of your economy loosely, like I have my Instagram, I have my Twitter, I have my this. You know, this is this is something that comes next. Um, you already have your economy. Now you have this this digital way to represent it outside of Instagram and these platforms. You mentioned Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, all of the big, large entities that everybody knows about. What, in your opinion, or who, in your opinion, has the most Web three? I, I hate to butcher this this question, but Web three ish principles, right? Like, who, which right. platform is going to be the first to really adopt things like? having social tokens within their platform do you and is that coming within a year like are these conversations you're having with you know people at those companies yeah it'll be next year um and so one thing that i'm excited about is um so q mentioned that roll was created like before roll went live like two months before uniswap v1 so like we had no real understanding of the, there'd be this super friendly uh, interface that you know a whole new version of finance could be built on, and so we had some really innovative creators, Q included, that you know built liquidity, and you know there's now a price to this thing that we thought was like a loyalty point, and like that was amazing. Now we're seeing the rise of like you know online gaming, GameFi, if you will, Web three gaming with play to earn. Guess what you can do with social tokens anything you can do in gaming or in any other space. So if there's a streaming platform out there uh, that you know would integrate with Roll in the future, you can create a world where any artist you're listening to, you could earn their tokens. There's a new category that a platform can own. Let's call it listen to earn, right? And so you have 40 streaming platforms. What a cool way to differentiate. You know, if I, I could listen to Drake on 40 different platforms, but there's this one platform where I can get Drake tokens, you know, mm -hmm. for listening. And so this is something, that sense of belonging, that sense of meaning um, that you can get from a creator through their token is, is why we think this is the community asset. Um, and so it's the job of role to just like Stripe with payments, just 
make that ubiquitous. Um, you know, uh, do applause to earn or something like, you know, um, spatial audio, uh, live to earn in the metaverse, right? You could have a universal basic income based on how long you're there. And so it goes on. Um, and this is kind of, um, these are things that, that will happen. An interesting note is um, the way the space is growing. If you go to PayPal right now and buy Ethereum, uh, it's a company behind the scenes called Paxos um, that's making that possible. So PayPal like didn't create the wallets or the exchange, just everything sourced from Paxos. If you go to public.com slash crypto and you buy, I don't know, Uni there, uh, that's a company called Apex behind the scenes doing the same thing. And so this thesis is coming true, like the bigger guys, they're just going to use other infrastructure to kind of make what they want to see happen. And that's that's exciting. It's, you know, the next generation of builders, you guys are going to power a lot of stuff. Does this feel like a feature that's going to be added into something like a YouTube or Twitch or does this happen off platform is kind of the question that I'm leaning in towards. Yeah. So uh, this is the Web 2.5 thesis. It's a little bit more of a boring word than than Web 3, but it gets a lot of people that are a little scared, um, more involved in, in the space. And so those folks may be, you know, founders or higher ups at, at these large companies. But um, yeah, if I can, you know, let's say Terry Crews is a role creator, right? So if you have Terry Crews slinging power tokens across Twitter, um, that becomes really interesting. There's probably people of that size that would also do that. Um, and that that's a pretty interesting way. So Twitter has, what, 300 million users? So it's a pretty good way for like 50 to 75 million people uh, to start getting tokens for the first time. So you founded, uh, like we keep referencing, Roll probably, and correct me if I'm wrong, it, almost two years, if not two years ago. How has the offerings within the platform changed? What do you have as far as features for creators to go in now, as opposed to when you first launched uh, almost again, two years ago? Yeah, so uh, we were basically the first. There was one platform that was, uh, in, uh, that was like, hey, mint some tokens. And uh, there's just no concept there of what a max supply would be or anything. So we kind of took that and, 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 and kind of upgraded that. Um, we had this PayPal, eBay sort of moment. Um, so PayPal was going to build out a bunch of like marketplace stuff early in the day, but they decided to be PayPal. But they needed an eBay to kind of be PayPal. Uh, and so we had that conundrum. We really wanted to be the infrastructure, but we really needed to create demand for applications. And so we we're doing a whole lot of stuff. The most important and exciting stuff to folks was um, basically sending tokens. Um, so that was kind of the main thing we did. We had a small interface for uh, what we call rewards or uh, you know, allowing people to, uh, to, to, uh, to spend tokens. Um, now we have a whole suite of awesome things. So now you could literally go to uh, staking.tryroll.com and you can do liquidity mining for your token or any token. You can do liquidity mining for your sworn enemies token. Um, but we can't stop you. Just connect your MetaMask wallet, um, you know, uh, create the parameters. What are you staking? How long? What are the rewards? You know, and you go live there. Uh, we also have a memberships product. So it's very crypto Patreon. You can be a member of a community by holding a certain amount of tokens and 
the creator monetizes because you purchase those tokens in ETH. And there's a whole list of tiers, different things you can get. Those are all determined by the creator. And since we're infrastructure, a lot of those um, a lot of those benefits and perks, they're, they're on other platforms. People are building out. Our dream is happening. People are building out token-gated social. Mm-hmm. You know? So we get to play around with that. So Q can do like a token-gated live stream on uh, this platform bonfire or create some token-gated posts on, uh, you know, the, uh, on other platforms like Tele. And so the world's kind of emerging there. We get to play with it and you know, help, help those guys out. I want to go back to, I just want to like frame the picture for people who maybe weren't in crypto or blockchain in this DeFi like range when social tokens essentially were the narrative at the time and being able to have a currency as opposed to maybe an NFT has a lot of different powerful features to that. You know, when you're in a discord and you can freely exchange social tokens with people and like bid on certain items, because that's one of the things we did while we're sitting here on an an interview, we would like bid on, I don't know, just a random NFT at the time. And it was a really cool experience. I feel like the one piece that is something that you guys have obviously been tackling in that time is trying to reduce the amount of friction. Right, like you mentioned, liquidity pools being uh, part of the the initial feature set. I'm sure that that is one of the things on the top of your guys' mind. So explain kind of this Patreon feature that now seems a little bit simpler to do than say, okay, you need to go and add liquidity, and you have to do all these you know different hoops that you have to kind of jump through. That maybe people just like eventually said, I don't feel comfortable doing that. So maybe yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, uh, so we we did things a little. Um, we, we we did everything except monetization early on, which it turns out is really important for uh, for creators. Um, so we skipped that part. We went right to the part where you distribute a bunch of tokens and you gate some stuff and you provide liquidity. And so um, adding this form of membership, it's the way uh, you know creators are starting to monetize. So we have a few contracts live right now. Uh, all this stuff went live last week. Um, we curate some of it, but it's it's 100% permissionless. We just kind of help people launch. Um, but yeah, we now have this monetization aspect where you could generate an ETH treasury if you're a DAO. Um, you know, if you're just a creator, you can kind of get some ETH. Um, if you're on the other side of an NFT project or you want to include tokens in your NFT project, you can also monetize in this way. And so we're seeing all of the above. It's it's super exciting, and um, we're going to wrap it up in a nice, pretty SDK. And so for mm-hmm. folks that are creating the next version of platforms, you have memberships and staking and minting tokens out of the box as well. You mentioned that Roll is not going to be an NFT platform, but you guys potentially could have some form of of feature on your your you know platform that allows like some type of feature between the two where you can like earn tokens for holding an nft or something like that with staking correct is that was that the idea yeah yeah absolutely um there's some really great nft uh platforms out there we definitely don't want to be the 5000 uh nft platform but um there are some things that i think are really cool uh, it's a company called charge particles they're doing some some Love pretty guys. Stuff. you can can hide uh erc20s inside of a uh NFT, so that's really cool. Um, and uh, 
Yeah, like Q was saying, you can stake an NFT and then receive tokens. I think that's a really interesting uh, use case. Um, yeah, and so we're, we're, we're considering exploring that, but um, not, not too high on the list. We're, we're excited about some other things in the social token space before that. I actually love that uh, that you mentioned. You don't want to be the five thousandth NFT platform. You probably want to be the number one like social token yeah. platform. Is that is that a lot into your day to day? You're like this is this is why we're going with this route because we want to be the number one. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, books were probably pretty boring to you know operationalize on the internet when Amazon started. They completely ripped through books. Google completely ripped through search. Um, you know, and now they're you know, building mm. balloons and internet, like all because they did search really well or, you know, go into space. Um, and so I, it just goes back to that, uh, you know, classic idea of just like do one thing well. So like if, if we're for the best social token infrastructure experience, you know, we may, we may be a film studio in six years, you know, um, you, you know, you're not, we may have a film studio or I'm like Amazon or something. Um, yeah, it just, just goes back to, uh, just doing, doing that one thing well, instead of you know, doing something else. Yeah. I want to highlight chat really quick. Mass mage is in chat saying, does Roll ever plan to roll out a way for users to buy social tokens on the Roll website with fiat and that money can go right to the creator, centralizing it a bit more to drive traffic. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know my links aren't going to um, drop it uh, in the private chat. I can I can then okay. get it on. Yeah. So here's an article. Here's what we're kind of doing behind the scenes. So shout out to our legal team. Uh, this is a <laughs> and um, so um, we are one by one uh, like Pokemon cards um, getting state licenses and approval. Uh, so as of today, we have five uh so california huge 30 million users um 30 million people and um colorado montana pennsylvania uh, another one coming up soon not going to announce that just yet um but yeah uh probably by the end of the year uh we will be able to uh have any token minted on roll that has liquidity be purchased on roll and then anything that's connected with roll so a quick story you know never held crypto before um you know you can connect you're just on twitter you got these random tokens from this person you connect your roll wallet to twitter you connect your bank account to roll you can buy tokens on twitter um and so those are the kind of things we're actually the most excited about so when we say web 2.5 we mean like you know bringing Coinbase to Twitter or like doing, doing some really cool things that um, we think really get a hundred million people like properly to Web3. Does this, I don't mean to be frank, but does, does this shit ever test your patience? Because oftentimes when I'm talking to you, Bradley, it feels like the, this thing that's going to be awesome in a year and a half to two years where it's just like, wow, I cannot wait to, to exchange crypto tokens or, you know, just currency on Twitter. But then I, you know, in the short-term perspective, I'm like, th that seems so far out of reach that <laughs> it's just, it's almost boring to talk about because it doesn't feel like to us that it's going to happen. Does it, do you, do you feel that like it's testing your patience as a founder? Uh, yeah, a lot of being a 
founder is, is patience for sure. But um, yeah, you know, we're at a point where like that's next year. You know, we're, we're getting these licenses ready um, to, to do those things. Um, you know, so by, you know, Q1 of next year, like we'll have some betas out. And then from there, we just just create a simple, you know, JavaScript Twitter bot, JavaScript Discord bot, um, have just a bunch of communities playing around with it. But um, yeah, we have been talking about this stuff for a while, but uh, we're at the point where like next year is pretty much the year. Yeah. I keep referencing this and it's, I guess it's just going over my head, but when you say you're, you're putting in like a JavaScript bot or you're putting in some sort of, for some sort of like app or embed, like, are you doing like, I, I just wonder like what, how is Twitter involved in this? Right? Like if you're, if this is happening on their platform, although they're not responsible for actually, you know, creating it, could they be liable to regulation coming in and saying, Hey, you have to not have this feature on your website or how, how are you guys looking at that from a regulatory perspective? Um, So, I mean, there's companies like Instagram that that, like you, you really, they don't have open APIs. You can't really like mess around on Facebook or Instagram because that's that founder's decision. Um, Twitter is a pretty open, um, you know, um, open APIs. They're, they're pretty bot friendly. You guys have probably seen things like unscroll or just, you know, different types of, you know, bots or commands people can do. Um, back in the day, there used to be a crazy um, uh, Bitcoin bot called ChangeTip. Uh, yep. It was actually so popular that Airbnb just acquired it and they couldn't figure out what to do, so they squashed it. But um, yeah, that was all over Reddit. Like People were just Bitcoin tipping everywhere. And I still remember that. That was the coolest Bitcoin app I've ever seen. And so that actually, stuff like that, just the socialness of crypto, um, really inspires us. So um, pretty excited about like that moment happening and like bringing it to life for sure. I remember broadly that that was the case, that there was this Bitcoin tipping app. Are you saying that it just got acquired and, and died? Because, like th- this is something that could exist now today and doesn't exist because it got acquired by Airbnb, essentially. It was so good that like no one really replaced it. Um, how yeah. many users did it have? Like, oh, like, what was the volume going through this app? Do you? I know I'm asking like random off the cuff <laughs> questions, but I mean, they, it just went viral. Like, okay, like people, people are just talking about Bitcoin, and then one day someone just tips you Bitcoin on like our Bitcoin on Reddit. Like, that's that's insane. And so you can look it up. Everyone Google like change tip Airbnb or uh, change coin. I think it, you know it happened in 2016, and I was just there being just glued to like whatever they were doing. So they had a nice comfy interface, right? It's like a hub, it's a spaceship. You log in, connect your Reddit. You know, now your Reddit's connected to your change tip. Guess what? Now you can tip, you know, Bitcoin to any user. Reddit, awesome open APIs. So we're going to hit these open API platforms, you know, first. Um, and we'll ping Zuck and kind of see Please ping, ping Zuck. Also, uh, shout out to everybody on Twitter. If I wish you guys could leave a Bitcoin tip, I don't know if you guys would, uh, but I sh- shout out to you guys that are watching uh, via Twitter right now, as well as YouTube. Thank you guys for tuning in and, and podcasting platforms. You guys are, are supporting the channel. Uh, I appreciate you so much. Uh, DJ Savage is saying, what are Bradley's favorite crypto tokens? Are you getting into DeFi these days? I know this is kind of like an off the off uh the the train here off the tracks as a question but are you looking at DeFi? are you looking at nft protocols what, what are you looking at these days for, for investing yeah um 
investing in a few things. Um, none of them, none of them too public, but um, just re really excited more at like an infrastructure level. Um, so I'm excited about people that are trying to reimagine um, just different things as protocols. There's something cool on Optimism. It was like a, a sports betting platform that kind of came out um, recently. Um, I like the idea of journalism. So like Web3 journalism happening in kind of different ways. So more so like reimagining kind of shit that like millions of people are doing, uh, but in like a protocol way. Um, Shout out to Scent, by the way. Yeah. What, what happened to Scent? Yeah. That so was another platform that was huge, wasn't it? I think if someone just literally did Scent right now and it was a new thing, it, it'd be really popular. And so, yeah, those those types of ideas. Um, my favorite crypto right now, I'm a boring dude, but it's, it's probably USDC. Okay. Just because, just because of the way, just because of the way uh, people are like, um, institutionalizing like visas adopting you know, stripe that like everyone's adopting usdc uh for payouts and they're integrating into these massive systems and like this is an erc20 token like that's amazing um and so it's just really cool to see that stuff yeah i, I, I want to ask one last question uh before we get back on track here ethereum merge i know that's kind of a broader question do you have any insights on how you're how you're playing the ethereum merge anything that you think people out there should know about i don't think we've had and so we haven't had a show this week so tomorrow we'll definitely be covering the merge but how are you playing the merge is there any specific info that you're uh kind of thinking about uh not really i mean just you know just uh reading vitalik's tweets and just kind of deciphering those um not um you know it it, it it's uh I'm, I'm told it won't kind of change much on, on yeah. sort of the, uh, the sort of gas level on, on L1, um, but it just supercharges a lot of other things that can be built on top. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing too, too hard. I'm definitely going to a merge party. Uh, <laughs> one thing I'm doing. I, that's one of the dope things about living in NYC is you get to do cool shit like that. Like there's no merge party here for us in Virginia. Like very, very doubtful. I, uh, my first like crypto love was, was Bitcoin, but I wasn't like hardcore. Like it kind of turned me off how like hardcore Bitcoiners were. Um, mm -hmm. but I remember these having parties, people would have like Bitcoin having parties and like, um, I was just like, I don't want to go to that, but, um, yeah, uh, definitely go to a merge party. Yeah, guys, I appreciate you showing up and, and being active in chat here. We got a lot of Bradley fans here. NFT action news saying Bradley is boss. So all right, I like to see it. I'm uh, Bradley is the co-founder of Roll, and we will get back on track in 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 talking about Roll. Uh, so you guys just released some new features here uh, that we can kind of dive into as well. I, I want to touch on this last piece of adoption, uh, which is you know you guys are pretty much at the forefront here of like explaining Web three blockchain tech to new users. You eventually want to have things like credit cards on uh, on the books and things like this. So. What are some other hurdles that you feel like creators have come to you with in mass and said, hey, this is maybe something we need to change? Kind of what do we need to do as an industry there to from an adoption um, standpoint? You mean things they hate in web two or things that we should be doing in, in web three? That that's also a good question. Uh, but let's let's do the the latter first. Okay. Uh, here that you guys have had experience with. Again, I mentioned liquidity as yeah. an issue in our with our own kind of user yeah. base saying 
hey, I don't know how this all works, but what are some other issues that you guys have seen early on that you're looking to fix? Yeah. Um, so there's there's some bigger people coming on roles. So we have, you know, um, Shepard Ferry as an Obey token, uh, the professor, uh, largest basketball YouTuber in the world has a you know, cross token. And so sometimes um, when larger creators come on, um, you know, they, they, they kind of want their tokens to be like, um, like have a dollar value immediately. And I know there's people that are thinking about that in interesting ways, um, but none of them are necessarily real. So you may be floating on this, you know, rinky dink sidechain exchange or um, it may be backed in a weird way. Uh, we want to make sure when you do this that there's no upper bound. It can literally be more valuable than roll. Like before our uh, last fundraise, there were tokens on roll that were worth more than roll the company. And this was kind of the point that's, that's impossible with a YouTube channel on YouTube. But when there's no upper bound, these things are possible. And so, um, yeah, someone was mentioning just that really simple ability to buy a token. Um, mm -hmm. It's so fun and interesting because I thought someone would solve this for us. But the reality is it's up to us. And so what we're going to do is we're going to have this effect that many exchanges have when someone just creates a DAO outside of Roll, but they want fiat onboarding, of course, and will pretty much be the first um, you know, pl place to list that. Um, you know, and when that DAO gets listed and integrated into Roll, it'll have all those features. And I think that's the most exciting thing in the world. If you just create a DAO and all of a sudden 300 million people can buy it, mm. um, yeah, we'll be scouting out those things and integrating them. So fiat onboarding for sure is like a big thing I'm excited about. So when you, when you talk about ERC-20 tokens, when you talk about DAOs, you're saying that social tokens are essentially any ERC-20 token that exists for a community. Is that kind of your definition? Yeah, so DAO tokens are social tokens. DAO tokens are a way to coordinate, um, you know, communities for sure. Um, we think of social tokens as like this base concept, and then there are like different subsets of it. So, like you know, you may see a if Sears had a loyalty token, if they just web three nice loyalty points, we would call that uh, a social token, or you know, a DAO as well. Um, the job of role, like really, like the secret, you know, Skunkworks um, mission is to make every token a social token. Like Bitcoin's a social token to us. You know, if, if you, you know, change chip made Bitcoin a social token, if you're tipping it on Reddit and all these things, um, you know, we want to make USDC or uni or any of these other things, social tokens. Um, the category is much bigger than people think, mm. but uh, I think you only realize it when these things are flying around the internet. So NFT Action News is here in chat asking if we touched on the role staking feature yet. If you want to kind of briefly cover that, uh, we can hit that. Uh, I also want to mention Restream is a software that we've just recently moved to. It does a lot of cool things. Yeah. But one thing, I mean, there's going to be a little bit of, uh, you know, kinks as we get started with the new software. For whatever reason, it had an old title there on the Twitter. So if you're you're watching the Twitter stream, for whatever reason, I don't know why. It just did that, so it's not my fault. It's Restream's fault. But anyways, uh, did you? Can you hit that role staking feature for us? Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Action News. Um, 
Yeah, so roll staking is, to my knowledge, the first time uh, that you can create a staking contract in a few clicks. Um, we had a unique circumstance where in the future we'll have to deal with what someone once described to me as, as a YouTube amount of tokens, like tens of millions of tokens that you know will exist. And so um, holding the Chipotle analogy, you have to kind of be able to take people behind the counter and make their own contract, their own staking uh, contract the way they want to do it. And so we're definitely not going to make that for you. It's much easier if we just you know, allow you to go behind the counter. And so in a few clicks, you can do uh, what protocols have done in the past and as a creator. So you could generate liquidity. You can plug your NFT Action News token into um, you know, Uniswap and create a liquidity pool, NFT Action News ETH LP uh, token. And you can say, hey, you know, Q's a fan. If Q stakes that NFT Action News ETH LP token, you're going to receive more NFT Action News tokens. And so what that does, you know, the definition of liquidity, um, you're going to get more liquid over time because the community will now you know, be able to contribute to this in a really big way. And so this solves a massive problem for Web3 creators. They can now get liquidity and their token has a value. And this is the lifeblood of a lot of social tokens and now there's a product to do it to double-ended question here how do creators get started with the platform like what is literally that first step is it you know setting up uh, just an account and, and clicking a button and you initially have your tokens oh and also what are some communities that have done this well right like you i mean since you guys have you know, been founded, there have been numerous amounts of communities that have that have gone through roles. Obviously, a lot still exist. Which ones are doing this well? Yeah, uh, we're so so staking and, and memberships are, are super new. Uh, I'll send over. It's just a type form. Um, you guys can you guys can, um, you know, click if you're interested and uh, actually hired some role creators um, that are kind of oh. overseeing that process for us of just, you know, kind of kind of getting back in. Um, yeah, um, sorry, Q, can you say the question again? It's lost. No, which communities do you have that people can, oh, yeah. can take a look at? And then how do you get started? Like step one, two, three? Yeah. Uh, so that link, uh, you know, it is just the, the, the quickest way. Um, you can just kind of go in and, you know, chat with their team and, you know, just go ahead and create a token the next day. Um, you know, basically, uh, there's kind of a Mr. Beast of role. Uh, it's definitely whale shark. So massive community. Ooh. Follow them online. Whale shark. Yeah. And so, you know, massive creator, um, you know, um, great liquidity pool, great community. Um, and just a true, like in Mr. Beast fashion, that's like the only analogy I have, just like hardest worker ever. Like, you know, you, he does, they do 13 Twitter spaces a week just to kind of, mm -hmm. yeah. So like, really grinding, really making community digital asset. Um, the first token to get listed, the first role social token, there's a few now, um, to get listed on a major centralized exchange. Um, so these tokens are listed on, you know, KuCoin, Obi, uh, a few others as well. And so that's been interesting. Massive NFT creators like Hackatow, you know, Mork, um, that, that's one. Uh, there's a record label, one of my favorite record labels, uh, leaving records uh, created a token called genre 
And so this is an all-encompassing token for the record label. So this record label is one of the first to start thinking about and exploring DAOs. And there's a lot of exciting creators as well. You know, folks you guys probably watch or know, Shepard Frey with Obey, uh, Cross, and then there's like this new generation of creators as well. We're really excited about NFT platforms, creating social tokens. We're seeing that. Um, just innovative, in, 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 innovative folks. This guy, um, this guy uh, Q Harrison, um, created a uh, memberships contract uh, with Roll. I'll link you guys. And um, yeah, doing doing super well. Um, sold out really quickly. And uh, we organized memberships in a way that um, it's separated into like time periods or phases. Um, and so you guys can like take a look at um, take a look at that. But basically, the next phase starts next week. Um, but yeah, sold out pretty quickly, um, and so pretty excited um, about role creators experiencing monetization through the tokens. And uh, he's someone also you know, works for a really well known entrepreneur. Uh, so yeah, it's really really cool to see uh, the next crop of role creators um, just kind of jump in and. Use these products. Yeah, big shout out to uh, Whale Shark there. I, I remember back in the day again, like we're we're talking about ancient history here, but uh, Whale Shark was definitely pioneering a lot of different uh, initiatives at the same time, right? Like social tokens. I think he did like an NFT. Well, it was it was a social token that was backed by an NFT vault. That was essentially was like the huge narrative of the yeah, day. Yeah, like that was that. awesome off-chain back sort of way but um yeah super super you know innovative guy good good point off-chain uh definitely but uh all right so i want to touch on this nft social token piece um i know you know there are a lot of synergistic ways that these can work together what are some ways that nfts i guess you would use them as opposed to social tokens is kind of how i'll phrase it like you've obviously been at the forefront of, of seeing how both work together what do NFTs do better than social tokens? And what are social? And you can add on what are social tokens do better than NFTs? But I think we hit on that early as well. Yeah. Um, so NFTs are the future of, um, you know, media, um, probably data. There's probably a few other digital asset types that are going to represent data and um, identity, and you know. Uh, course, an extension of that property rights and deeds and things like this. So, you know, if you're buying digital land, it, it shouldn't necessarily exist as an ERC-20. Like each, each plot of land should be Uh-oh. Folks, I don't know if we're, we've lost Bradley. We're going to wait just a um, If you are... Oh, so no, you're okay. I think I got you back. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I could hear you. I think my uh, okay. About, yeah, so um, you're probably gonna want um, you're, you know, you're probably gonna want um, if you're creating you know music um, as a digital asset, you know, media, you're gonna want that to be an NFT, uh, blog posts, things like this. Um, that's kind of how we're thinking. Um, really, we see social tokens just oriented around the actual community. Um, that's kind of that's kind of how we're how we're seeing it. So NFTs are good for just about everything. So you're going to continue to see this explosion of NFT companies. I think you're going to see more NFT companies than 
straight up like video companies, you know, uh, yeah. and then that's eventually going to hit a peak and then, you know, go down. Um, but I think you'll only really ever see at like a infrastructure level, like maybe like 10 social token companies. Um, but so you'll, you'll see social tokens everywhere through those companies. That's an interesting dynamic because you, you want to that, yeah, I can't even wrap my mind around why that would exist. Why, why would there be essentially only 10 social token companies is because you can distribute the tokens more at scale. How like, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's similar to, um, kind of the payment processors you, know, you could really only name like three or four payment processors the top of your head, like PayPal stripe. It's like, um, the way they move and function is cross-platform. It's like once you cover that frontier, um, like say we integrate into you know the top five biggest platforms, like mm. you're going to see social tokens everywhere. Um, but we've we've covered a lot of ground with those with those platforms. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's a, I guess that's an interesting talk for another day. We're coming up at the end uh, of uh, the episode here, but like the fungible nature leading to there being only a certain amount uh, of, you know, people that are creating the infrastructure for that is super interesting to me at least. But yeah, guys, we will, uh, we will continue uh, here with the episode only for about like five or six more minutes. So definitely get any questions you have related to social tokens here in chat shortly. Uh, Bradley, it's been an amazing conversation, man. Is there anything we didn't hit on as far as role is concerned or what you're um, doing that you want to hit? No, this was really great. Um, I think I know the answer, but I'm curious. Are you guys more familiar with um, the concept of DAOs or social tokens? Are, are you saying who's we, me or oh, my audience, community? What the audience and you? I guess. Oh, okay. He was like, I'm asking the audience, not you, Q. Jeez. So yeah, <laughs> drop that. <laughs> drop that into the chat. Are you guys more familiar with DAOs? or social tokens. And is there, Bradley, is there a reason why that's the specific question? Are you guys doing a little bit of research yourselves as to how we can onboard people or how people well, see social tokens? Yeah, we, we sort of see DAOs as an application of social tokens. So like, um, let's say role works with a metaverse and we create, you know, um, you know, Nifty Q City and Nifty Q City now has, its own, now has its own money and people can hold that money and now there's you know uh, sort of you know people can coordinate ideas you know they can agree to buy more land different types of things um you know we may not really consider that like fully a a, a DAO, for instance but like it, it is a social token um you know an artist you know earning their token on a streaming platform um you know probably not necessarily a DAO, but it is a social token um, yeah, so just 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 curious. Um, but if if DAOs as an application are bigger than the concept of social tokens, that becomes pretty interesting. I would say the that most people know about social tokens. If you want to frame them that way, that any kind of ERC twenty within a DAO is essentially a social token. I would say more people know about DAOs. I don't know why that's the case. I think maybe because DAOs essentially have come out of the NFT ecosystem, which are shown. Yeah, to be a large, you know, uh, portion of the public's knowledge about Web3. For sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's super interesting. Hash Rhymes is saying first exposed to DAOs through social tokens, but I've been hearing more about DAOs. So we have both ways, apparently. 
Yeah, no, it's just, <laughs> uh, it, it's super interesting. It's, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And so, so we kind of think people, you know, um, like hash rhymes will like hear about a token, but they may eventually form a DAO. Um, but trying to decide if it's too off-putting to just call everything a DAO, because mm-hmm. uh, that may be off-putting to some TikToker that otherwise would have got in, but yeah, we'll see. It feels like the concept of a DAO is like abstracted for most people. I was having this like discussion with, uh, I don't know who, I think it was Gifted or, or someone here in the Web3 space, but most people in the Web2 space, I don't think they view like coordination as a certain yeah. term. Like me and my, I was using fantasy football as an example. Like I coordinate with 12 other people. We have a, a quote unquote commissioner. We have rules. These are all things that happen within DAOs, but people don't look at it that way. So it's, it's interesting to me, like what DAO adoption will look like when people don't have terms for those, those things they do in regular life. Yeah. I'm not sure if the name matters so much, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Nick has a good, good point there. When you say you're in a DAO, there is a, there is a feeling there. hundred percent. Yeah. So shout out to Nick Sorbis. Shout out to, uh, the Las Vegas NFT, uh, and web three community out there. Uh, you guys are killing it. Gutter, gutter. Are you going to the gutter cat gang, uh, piece, Nick? I just want to ask you that, uh, here while you're still in chat, but we are, uh, going to finish up this episode, but I know gutter cat is having their specific event out there in September. So definitely want to hear more about that. Bradley, I think we are about to get up out of here, man. I appreciate the, the knowledge on social tokens. I think we touched on a lot of things and you kind of got me up to date on, on where the social token space is, I guess, you know, have a good trip, uh, here in Singapore. That should be a a fun time. Uh, otherwise any, any last thoughts here that you want to grace us with? I know, uh, you, you've been doing so for about an hour or so. Yeah. Uh, Anyone has any good uh, food recommendations for Singapore would appreciate it. I've never been to Singapore and uh, would love to experience the great restaurants there. There's also a Formula One race, from what I understand, the day after. So um, they go to that too. But yeah, if you guys have any Singapore recommendations, uh, happy to do them. Formula One has to be the fastest growing sport in the U.S. Like by amount of viewers. Like I'm just seeing more and more on Formula One each week. So that's yeah, a good time. I, uh, I didn't know it was big in you know Asia or Singapore. So feels like it. All right. Well, we are big in Asia and Singapore. Eventually, the Nifty Q Show. We'll we'll get out there. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to uh, have you guys here, and, and thank you so much for supporting the channel. Of course, again, we had Bradley Miles, co-founder of TriRoll, uh, who is just getting after it within the social token industry and sector and really leading that uh, industry as a whole. So I appreciate it, Bradley. Thank you so much for for tuning in here today, guys. Uh, thank you again. We will see you tomorrow for NFT Live on the network. We got a lot of things to talk about on that episode uh, as it's related to the NFT space. So other, other than that, guys, thank you so much. Peace. Thanks, guys. Talk soon.